This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, good morning everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Baruch HaMavayim. We uh, were interrupting our regular scheduled Shaina Halacha year. We're up to Simon Dalid. But since we just came back from Morocco and we visited many G'daylem, so uh, we want to give them their due attention. By Shal Shudas yesterday we spoke about a number of the Tzadikim we visited. Today that we're going to speak about uh, Tzadik, Reb Vidal Hatsar Fasi. We want to thank our eminent guests, um, Reb Tzvi Marmerstein, on the Chasheva Magide Shir, and Rabbanim in Edgeware, and Reb Josh Morheim, one of my best friends, and uh, well, he's one of the governors of the Machay International Board, and one of my dearest friends, um, who's dedicating today's breakfast in honor of the historic trip to the United States with Reb, Nic- Reb Nicholas Smar. And, you know, Avram Avinu was very honored to have three angels, but uh, they were only malachim, but I have three tzaddikim. That's much, much greater, and I'm much more honored. And I hope they come, uh, I hope this will be the address whenever they come to America. It's really a great cover to have them. We're going to speak today about Reb Vidal Hatzar Fasi. Reb Vidal Hatzar Fasi. This is very amazing. The Chida writes in his entry to Rav Vidal Hatzarfasi, it's not on your sheets, Echad mi Hamarav, one of the great Ge'oinim of the West, Hakadmoinim. He's a Kadmoin. Kadmoin means he's a little bit after the Rishonim. The Harav Karben Aroin Hoyemi Bestino. The Karben Aroin was on the Bezin Rav Vidal Hatzarfasi. The Chida does not mention why he's called Hatzarfasi. What does Tzarfas mean? France. Because he is a direct descendant of Rabbeinu Tam, 12th generation from Rabbeinu Tam. So France means, what's France? France means the house of Rashi, the house of Rabbeinu Tam. So it's 12th generation from Rabbeinu Tam. He wrote Hasogois on Rabbi Yom Mizrahi. He wrote a sefer at Suftavash, which we have in front of you. He was the Avbezin of the city of Fez. By the way, the cemetery in Fez, one of the most beautiful cemeteries, by Shalshuz, yesterday we spoke about the cemetery in Marrakesh. Cemetery in Fez is really a great place, I don't think, great place to, to die. I don't know, a great, great place to be buried. And the Chida writes, um, that his works are mamish bekitzer nimrats. In other words, he says like this. First of all, he says v'yeshla yachas ad rabinu tam ben bitoy shorashi, and that his works are bekitzer nimrats ma'id, and you have to exert yourself to be able to understand the uh, precise words of Rabbidal Hatsarfasi. Now, very interesting. Um, I'll tell you something that he says in Parshas Vayechi. And then something he writes on this week's Parsha, but not here on Sefer Shemois, but rather in uh, a manuscript on Sefer Rus. And then we'll talk about his Devei Torah on Sefer Shemais. On the Pasuk, We usually translate that to mean, gather, and I'll tell you, what will happen to you. What will happen to you? 
But Rav Vidal says it doesn't say Yikra with a hey at the end. It doesn't say Asher Yikra Eschem Yud Kuf Reish Hey. It says Yikra Yud Kuf Reish Aleph. So Yikra doesn't mean happen. It means call out. Meaning, whatever happens to a Jew, it doesn't happen to them. It's preordained, proclaimed, menashamayim, designated. It's a very important emphasis. It's sort of a mistranslation to say, Yaakov was saying, here, come here, I'm going to let you know what's going to happen to you. Nothing happens. Yikra, it's pre-called out. Hashem calls out, before anything happens, there's a baskom menashamayim that decrees, as goizer menashamayim, such and such should happen. Okay. So before we hit the Maramakarmis here, I want to ask you a question. This is one of the very important questions on the parsha. So Miriam and Yocheved do not succumb to the pressure of Paroi. We'll see, Rav Vidal has a very interesting pshat, what that means, but literally they kept the kids alive. So the Pasuk says, Hashem made houses from... Miriam, the house of Levia, from Yocheved, excuse me, from Yocheved, the house of Levia, from Miriam, the house of Malchus. Kings came from Miriam. What kings came from Miriam? Malchus based David. How did kings come from Miriam? Miriam is Baslevi. The answer is Miriam married Kalev ben Yifune. Kalev ben Yifune is from Mishpacha Sihuda. So all the Malachim came from Yifune, Kalev. That's what Rashi says. The problem is, if you look in Sefer Rus, and you look at the, the royal dynasty, Oyved, Yishai Hoyled Es, Oyved, Oyved Hoyled Es, Oyved Hoyled Es, Yishai, Yishai Hoyled Es, David, and we have the whole family, and you have somebody by the name Kalev. Is Kalev in that line? Kalev's not mentioned there. Kalev is who? Kalev ben Yifune. Who's Yifune? So if you look in Devei Hayamim, Yifune is Chetzroin. So it's Kalev ben Chetzroin. And in Rus we say, the Chetzroin hoiledes Ram. So Ram was Kalev's brother. So Kalev was not in the line of Malchus based David. His brother, Ram, was in the line, but Kalev was not in the line. So what does Rashi mean that in the merit that Miriam did not exterminate the Jewish children, she was Zoycha to have the Malchus based David. Malchus based David came from a different guy, wrong guy, wrong man. It's a plia atsuma. I believe the Marsha and Soita asked this question. There is no great answer to this question. Rabbi Reisman uh, writes in his book that he found in a manuscript of Rav Vidal Hatsarfasi that Rav Vidal says you have to say Ram and Kalev, one of them died and the other one was Miyabim, the wife. So either he did either um, David came from Kalev or he came from Ram, but because Kalev was Miyabim, Ram's wife, so therefore. He, the child is attributed to him through the Said HaYibam, but there must have been a Yibam in there. That's a Chidosh, a Ravid Al-Sarvazim Pasha Shemais, but it's not in his Chidushim on Shemais, but rather it's in his uh, manuscript on Megillas Rus. Okay, I want to share with you a few Divrei Torah from Ravid on this week's Parsha. Baruch HaTo Adonai Elohim HaChaylam Sha'akayon Nimivarei. Ve'ila Shemais. 
if I can have a chumash, that will be great. Ve'ela um, shemais. So we're counting the Bnei Yisrael. How are we counting them? We're not. There's no head count over here. It's not legul galaisam. It's the names. So Rav Vidal says the reason why they're counted by names is shalayikanes ayin harabahem, so that the evil eye does not enter them. In other words, if we're just going to count yeah, him, 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 then the excessive uh, attention could cause ayin hara. But it seems like if somebody is counted by the name Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, that avoids ayin hara. So instead of counting them, it's mana shemoisam. Al derach b'mispar shemois legugalaisam. Okay, interesting. Here's the next ta'ara. This is a pele atsuma that nobody has an answer to. Okay, you open up Sefer Shemois and you see the names of the Shvatim. Ruvein Shemoin Levi Vihuda Yisachar Zvulun Ubinyamin. How did Binyamin get into the Pasuk with Yisachar Zvulun? Don Vinaftali Gadva Asher? What kind of order is this? Anybody have any explanation for this? Ruvein Shemoin Levi Yehuda. Okay, so far so good. But it's not, it's definitely not in order now because after Yehuda, Yisachar wasn't born after Yehuda. Yeah, Levi, uh, Leah stopped having children after Yehuda. Vata'amoid miladas after Yehuda. So she took uh, Zopa. So Yisachar Zavulan? No. He wasn't born next. Binyamin? Binyamin's the youngest. So this is not Kaseder Taldaisam. This is not Kaseder of the Degalim. This is not Kaseder anything. What in the world is this order? By the way, there's a shita in terms of um, counting the Jewish months, which month is connected to which shevet, there is a shita that you go by the Pasuk in the beginning of Shemais. Ruvain is Nisan, Shemain is Iyar, in order. But what is the order? This order is, is what's the order here? You ever wonder about that? The order is not, not considered Taldoisam, not in terms of their age, not in terms of chashivos, not in terms of the way they carried the mishkan. What's this order? Says Rav Vidal Hatzarfasi. I'm not aware that anybody else says this. He says, Mana kan seder lekichasam. This is the order of the children by the way Yaakov married the wives. First Leah, so it counts them Leah. Then... Rachel, because Yaakov married Rachel after. Then he married Bila. And then he married Zilpah. What about Yosef? No, but Yosef's not counting. It's counting the Ba'im to Mitzrayim by Seder Lekichasam. Does that... Did you know that? I didn't know that. Nafkin is why the Torah is... No, you're saying, that does what for the children? It doesn't do anything. It's just a way of counting. Apparently it has chashivas. According to the Shita, we count the months that way. It's a way of organizing. It's a way of counting. What does it do? The 
I don't understand this because it's not accurate. Because first Yaakov married Leah, and then he married Zilpah. Unless, it just says Lavan gave Zilpah to Yaakov, but he gave it to her as a cleaning lady. Cleaning ladies are very important. Sometimes they're the second most important person in the household. So, (laughs) you know, so Yaakov may have gotten Zilpah, but it doesn't mean he married her. Because the Pasuk says, Okay. But it doesn't mean he married her. It could be not until later. Let's see. Um... was also Malish and Boaz. There wasn't enough time to have married Zilla in between Rachel and Leah. So one second. First Yaakov married Leah. Then he got Zilpa. Then he married Rachel, yeah? So Vatera Rachel Kilo Yodol Yaakov Atikani Rachel Bachoyz Vatera Yaakov Holy Banim I'll argue with the Kiryas Chana otherwise what do you need me for? What is he? He says, what's the question? Why is Rachel before, before uh, Bilal and Zilpah? That's because he married Rachel before Bilal and Zilpah. And I'm saying for Medayik in the Lashon of the Tzavtvash, of Rav Vidal, Manakan Seder Likichasam, the marriage, the taking. So he first married Leah, then he married Rachel. Rachel saw, Kilo Yodol Yaakov, Atan Okay, she should be your wife. So maybe it's not because she's uh, Rachel. Rachel was married before Billa, and Billa was married before Zilpah. That's not what he says, right? Yeah, I don't think the curious Chana is uh, Reb Vidal. I'm sure, he's a, he's a great man. No, you hear what I'm saying? In other words, this is talking the order of the marriage. Okay, maybe. Fine. Next. Next offering. Next page. Page Kuf Tezvav. The Yosef Hayyub in Mitzrayim. And Yosef was in Egypt. No kidding. Everybody knows he was in Mitzrayim. What is the Pasuk adding? The Yosef Hayyub in Mitzrayim. So Ravido says like this. The brothers didn't change their name. Right? Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, So why did Yosef change his name? He's called Safnas Panech. The answer is, because he was a Mitzrayim, he had no choice. That's shot number one. That's Yosef, Shina, Shemai, Safnas Panech, Zehoya, Hechrach, Shehoya, B'Mitzrayim. In other words, these are the names of B'nai Yisrael. Be impressed that they didn't change their names. Even when they came to Egypt, they were Reuven, Shimon, Leib. Ah, yeah, brother, by Kasha, what's Pshat in Yosef? Yosef had no choice. He was a Mitzrayim, so he had to change his name. Or, I think the second Pshat is, even though I don't think the Kiris Chana learns this way, the second Pshat is, Oi, Gam Yosef Hoya. 
And even Yosef, even though he was in Mitzrayim, he was still Yosef. Okay. Look in Pasuk. Tess. What does the word hine mean? We once had we had two shirim on the word hine. What does hine mean? Behold. Behold, yeah. Let's say Behold, I have eggs this morning. That's how you talk? Behold, David um Levi Lane the Haftira the Shabbos. Very nicely. Shkayach. But what does behold what does behold mean? Moral accountability. Moral accountability. So you, so usually we say the word "behold" means surprise. And it was in the morning. Surprise. Usually he is a surprise. So the question: What's the surprise over here? Remember that people they used to have twelve kids. Well, now they're their number in the millions. Surprise! Look what happened to them overnight. That's the surprise, says Rabbi Vidal. Here I like what the Kiryas Chana says. It's a surprise. Before you know it. Okay. Hava. Come, let us deal wisely with him. Now, is Lashon Hava Lashon Yachid or Lashon Rabim? Says Ravidal, Hava is Lashon Yachid. It could have said Havu. He, meaning, Paroi could have been talking to many advisors. But says Ravidal, he had three advisors. Who were they? Bilam, Yisroi, Eoiv. Only one of them gave the advice. So it said Lashon Yachid, Hava, because only one guy is going along with this bad plan of Paroi. However, says Ravidal, the Lashon of Loi implies Paroi thought he was dealing wisely to benefit himself. Loi implies, no, all of his chachma, Loi, was for us. For us. It was to help us. Because the more he afflicted us, the more we increased. And it expedited the redemption. And it got us out early. Not only did it expedite the redemption, had he not afflicted us, it would have taken longer than Mitzrayim. And then we would have never gotten out. Paro would have been smart, he wouldn't have afflicted us so much. So we would have taken more time to be in Mitzrayim, and then we would have fallen to the Mem Te- uh, Nun Shari Tumah, and we never would have gotten out. So everything Paro did was loy, it was for our benefit. Similar to what we always say in Megillah, Heichen loy, loy Heichen. Next, Vatachayena, they kept the kids alive. How? How? <coughs> This is Paragala Pasuk Yudzayin. Vatirena hamiyaldois eshoelaykim v'loyos gashibar lemachasem vatechayenos hayiladim. Rashi says they gave them water, they gave them food. Says Rav Vidal, they kept them alive with their tefillah that they should not have any mum. They prayed for their welfare. That was the godless of Shifra and Pua. They were literally the mothers of the Jewish people. They kept alive all of these Jewish children through their tefillahs. That's very powerful. 
that Yechever and Miriam were mispala for all the Jewish children, that they should not, they should be healthy, they should not be, they should not have any mum. Okay. Perak Aleph Pasuk Chaf Aleph. Vayihi kiyaru hamiyaladois eshoelakim. And it was when the midwives feared God. Huh? We already said that in Yedzayin. Vaterena hamiyaladois eshoelakim. So it's repetitive. Superfluous. Says Rav Vidal, Noisafal hayira hakoidemes. More than the first fear. Shezu me'ahava. What's the question, Josh? Two fears are not ahava. What? Just oh, we have an extra pasuk, so let's darshan it to mean ahava. What? Why is the second fear? What do you say? I don't know, but um, the Rambam learns out differently from Rav Sadegon that Eov should have spoken up um, when they were deciding to ground the Hebrew males. Um, and he didn't. That's why the test occurred. But Rambam says that Eov was tested because he was only serving out of Yira and not out of Abba. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a good, uh, so good, good point, right? We see that it's not enough to serve Hashem out of fear. You have to serve Hashem out of Ahava. So where do we see the Ahava in uh, in what Shifra and Pua did? Just because it says a second time Yira, a second time Yira means Ahava. So you know the Rambam says there's two kinds of yira. There's yira sa'inesh and there's yira sa'raimimus. There's fear of punishment where a person is afraid to do an avera. They don't want to get punished in this world. They don't want to get punished in the next world. But the highest fear is what's called yira sa'raimimus where a person sort of, he's not afraid of repercussion but he's in awe of the greatness of which is almost identical to Avas Hashem. Rav Itzlapetaberg writes that Yiras Haroimimos is nearly identical to Avas Hashem. So it could be, I don't know for sure this is what he means, but you could say the first Yira is Yiras Ha'inesh, and the second Yira, me, is Yiras Haroimimos. Therefore, we, we call it, this is Me'ahavas Hashem. By the way, Rav Miller would say, Halavai in this generation, you should do anything out of Yiras Haroimimos. Don't fool yourself that you're doing anything out of Yiras HaRoimimos, Halavai you should do out of Yiras HaOinesh. Halavai you should get up in the morning because, you know, for schar. People say, no, I don't want to serve Hashem for reward. Halavai, that should be your mode. That could, that's the highest madrega that, uh, that you could possibly aspire to in, in, in a full sense. Okay. Here's a good one. Parak Beis, Pasuk Beis. Vayifen koi v'choi, Moshe turns both ways, Vayarki enish, he saw there was no man. Question, if Moshe is going to kill them with a sword, he has to make sure there's no man there. But as Ravida, we know Moshe Rabbeinu was killing them with the Shem HaMafayrosh. If you're killing someone with the Shem HaMafayrosh, what does he have to be afraid of? What's he scared of? He's killing with the Shem HaMafayrosh. So therefore, Chazal say, Ki Einish, Einish doesn't mean he, he had to see that nobody was standing around. Einish means he, he looked into the future that nobody would convert and come out of these people. I mean, Moshe Rabbeinu had to look to see what will, what will the offspring be like because it doesn't mean he wanted to make sure nobody was looking because what does he care if anybody's looking? It's he wanted to make sure nothing good would come out of these people. So ask Vidal, why? 
they, these people had previously violated Gili Arayos. So they deserved the death penalty. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to make sure nothing good would come out of them? So he says something very interesting. They had an opt-out. What would have been if after they were over on Arayas, the person would convert? So Gershon is Gary So they could have gotten out of the death penalty by having a conversion. And once they convert, so then retroactively, or at least from now, they're a new person. Oh, oh you committed Gili Arias. No, no, I converted now, I'm not the same, I'm a new guy. So, Moshe Rabbeinu knew, just in case they would convert and exempt themselves, I have to make sure that uh, nothing good's going to come out. So, Kedesh is So, what does it mean, Kedesh? That they would not convert? That they would not convert. But Chazal Darshan, he saw ki enish sheyizgayer mibanav. So he's changing that. That. So just, I mean, it sounds like just in case they would convert and make themselves putter, so much Rabbeinu, so then, so then he shouldn't kill them, regardless, even if nothing's going to come out. Maybe they're coming. It sounds like since they could convert and exempt themselves, so then he has to make sure nothing good would come out of them. Yeah, it's not, it's not so clear exactly what, uh, what he's referring to. Okay, then uh, Rabbi Vidal says something which is pretty well known. Moshe um, Hayaraya. Moshe was a shepherd. So he brings that from shepherding the sheep, he was elevated. He, he went up, he was Allah, to guide and be menaheg, the tzoyin, that is Klal Yisrael. This is the meaning, Nachisa bechazdecha, amzuga alta, the Medrash says, biyad Moshe v'aroin, kenechias hatzoyin, like the shepherding of the sheep. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu shepherding the sheep was sort of grooming him to um, be able to shepherd Klal Yisrael. By the way, I want to bring your attention back to Parak Bey's Pasukit Aleph, this is a, a Pasha Diak that um, if you learn Rashi, I was never attuned to this, but Rabbi Vidal points out, if you look in Perak Beis Pasuk Yeralef, it says, So Rashi says that means he, uh, he grew up and he grew in his sensitivity, so he went out to shoulder the pain of his brethren. But Rav Vidal points out in Parag Beis, Pasuk Aleph, he says, Vayigda Vayetzu. Even though Moshe Rabbeinu was Allah Lagadula, Loi Shakham Pa'achav. Meaning, Vayigdal, even though he became great and he was elevated, still Vayetzu. Usually we, we learn it to mean Vayigdal, he grew up. And how was his godless evident? It was evident that he went out to feel and to shoulder and be sensitive to his brethren. But another way of looking at it is, Vayigdal, despite his godless, despite his power and position, still Vayitzay Yalechav. Yeah. One more. This is a good one. Let's say a person's davening for something and he's not answered. What should he do? 
Asking exactly. Give the man an extra bagel. Jordan, if let's say a person davens for something and he's not answered, he should daven again. Some of Farshim learn, I think the Chachmas Manoyach, if you see that your silent Shmana Esrei is not being answered, it's because you're not paying attention to the Chazaras Hashats. It means you're probably learning during Chazar Sashats, which you're not allowed to do. People use Chazar Sashats to learn, to daven, to say to Hillem. None of those things are permitted. If you learn during Chazar Sashats, it's a mitzah hababa avera. If you remember Sedra, Reb Chaim says you might have to do it again. So if you see your tefillahs are not being neskabel, yachsav yispalel means... Pay attention during Chazar Sashatz. But Pashup Shada means Davin again. Doesn't, you're not always da- uh, answered the first time. Sometimes you have to be, uh, you have to keep on Davining. Sometimes you keep on Davining. The stipler brings down, sometimes the tefillah is answered immediately, sometimes after a year, sometimes after many, many years. But often it's the conglomerate of tefillah which is answered. So if you look in Paragimel, Pasuk Zayin, the Pasuk says, Vayoymer Hashem, Ra'oy Ra'isius, Oni Ami Hashem then Pasuk Tes, What do you mean? Hashem already said in Pasuk Zion that He heard the Tzaka of Kal Yisrael. What's the repetition? We already heard that. We know that already. So Rav Vidal says in one of his Pshatim, Tishma Hatfila. The stipler writes that um, repeating the same tefillah is begeder having extra kavana. I mean, it's similar. The same way one would say that uh, having extra kavana by davening is more potent. Uh, repeating the tefillah, the stipler says, is analogous to that. In other words, the same tefillah again and again and again and again is equally potent. So that says Ravidal is marumas in the fact that Pasuk Zayin says the Sakasim Shamati and then Pasuk Tes repeats again Hine Tsaakas B'nei Yisrael Ba'elai. Maybe you could say the second time it says Hine. Hine is a surprise. I mean it's a surprise. You would think Okay, if the first tefillah wasn't Neskabel, what? If I say it again, it will be Neskabel. Hine! Yeah! Surprise! You, all you did is you did it, you, you daven again. And this time, it, uh, it broke the ice. Vi'ata, and now, Hine tzakas mnei sa'boi Anyway, Rav Hanani Merkash Omer, Rotzakosh Baruch Hazakos Yisrael, Fikach Hiblam Tarim Mitzvah Shenemar, Adinar Chafesh Manzukai, Yagdil Tarvi Yadir. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.